Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time, back in Nashville from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com, your dream address without the stress, is where you go for the Ashton team. That Intel Edge helps you succeed at GaryAshton.com. TrueMav Fitness, a new way to work out, is what TrueMav Fitness offers you. 45 minutes in length, uh, boot camp style classes for every level of fitness. Start your uh, fitness journey at TrueMavFitness.com. Superbook Sports, where you go to wager on all the action this football season. Baseball, basketball, hockey. Now upon us, you can get in on the action on every major sport in the Superbook Sports app. And Two Rivers Ford, where you go for the best car buying experience possible. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet for almost 40 years or online at tworiversford.com. So, pretty interesting game yesterday between the Titans and the Commanders. We obviously talked about it live from Washington. Uh, (laughs) Derek says, I'm too damn tired for your so-called lit. Calm down. Well, listen, you can't have it both ways. Kids, you got to go one way or the other at this point. Uh, Leo Mendiola says we could be the two seed after tonight if the Chiefs lose. It is wild because the Tennessee Titans, I mean, they are sitting atop the division. They're currently the three seed. None of us would have had that, I think, uh, after the 0-2 start. But I want to take a look at uh, two plays in particular that I thought were that I thought were legit as far as going back and watching this game. So you guys, you guys know how my my process works, I think, by now. But if you don't, I'll remind you. You know that when I'm at these games, that I can't see the same things that you guys are seeing on television. So a lot of times, my perspective of the game will be different than a lot of yours. I don't have the benefit of, especially in in shitty stadiums like uh, FedEx Field, where the, for example, the television that I have in front of me in my seat in the press box, my replay TV was frozen for basically about a quarter and a half. So there's a good amount of things that I end up missing or end up miss, ended up missing from that game yesterday that I went back through and watched. Rooney Glover says, why no TV? Well, because we're, we're, I mean, most, in most stadiums, we do have televisions to be able to, and we're, you know, we're ahead of the game, right? I, t- I think a lot of you guys mute me on Twitter on game days. I saw a couple of people tweet me a picture of their alarm at 11.55 on Sunday to mute Buck before the game starts, because I'm usually about 20 to anywhere between 20 and 40 seconds ahead of the TV when I'm live at games, right? So typically, in a lot of these stadiums, we have uh, the TVs there. So we'll watch the play. We'll see what happens on the field in front of us. We'll look up at the television and try and catch the replay there. This was not a uh, was not a situation um, was not a situation that you look at, uh, or rather, not a situation, not the case in Washington. So when I landed back uh, in Nashville this morning, I put it all. I, I got back in town about. A little, a little before 8 a.m. Central Time, came home, getting ready for the radio show. So I put on, I DVR the game at home so I can watch the TV copy before I go watch the All-22 later in the week to see more specific individual performances as opposed to plays. So I'm watching this on television, uh, on the TV copy today on my DVR, and a couple of plays jumped out to me that really, really shocked me, the way that the Titans pulled it off. And I ended up being more impressed with them in a defensive performance 
than I have been in quite some time. And so that's where I'd like to start with your Two Rivers Four take here on this Monday night. What surprised you most from yesterday's game with the Commanders? It's your Two Rivers Ford take, made possible as always by Two Rivers Ford. You guys let me know what surprised you the most, and we'll talk about it together here on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or Twitch. Uh, Karen O'Keefe asks, are you under the weather, Buck? Sounds like you have a cold or just tired from the travel. Yes, yes to all of those things. Um, I'm talking a lot. We're six weeks into the football. I mean, we're now through five weeks of football, and yes, my voice is starting to wear down, just like your uh, just like your offensive line, for example. So I am in need of a bye week to uh, rest the vocal cords um, as much as anybody. And I was dealing with a little bit of a head head cold uh, situation, but honestly, feeling much better now, even though I sound a bit gravelly. So I appreciate you guys tolerating a little extra growl in my voice uh, in the, in the last couple of in the last couple of days. Uh, tried to tried to not. Tried to make it not too snotty, but we survived, I think, that so far. The question, what surprised you most from yesterday's game with the Commanders? Let's talk about it on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. It, of course, is presented to you, as always, by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford, where you go for the best car buying experience possible and for 2023 model year Fords that are out and available now. You can always count on Two Rivers Ford to make purchasing a 2023 Ford fast, easy, and fun. You can reach out to them by phone for one of their non-commissioned salespeople. The number is real simple. 1-800-900-1000. You can go to the dealership in Mount Juliet. It's just about six miles east of Nashville International Airport, where I spend a tremendous amount of time. Or you can head to tworiversford.com to check out their inventory or custom order the exact Ford you want. Whether it's an F-150, Bronco, Explorer, Escape, or Expedition, Two Rivers Ford will make sure you get exactly what you want for a price that is well below MSRP. That goes for custom orders, too. In fact, Two Rivers Ford has been selling all non-specialty new Fords below MSRP for decades. So reach out to Two Rivers Ford and see for yourself what everybody's talking about. Two Rivers Ford, powered by Ford, driven by people. So, what surprised you most about this Titans game? Because I think there's a couple of different one that they won. You know, I think, I think, I think it is. Uh, I think it is a surprising. Uh, it is a surprising, uh, surprising situation, the way that they won that game. And to uh, to David Long's credit, man, he read that all the way and made a great play on the ball. Chris Frazier says NWI finally making a play. Man, Chris, I think you're unfair on that dude. I, I know that. Uh, I know that uh, Tannehill. And he could not connect on the first deep shot, and that they did. He ended up making a spectacular catch on the 61-yard reception. But, like, that dude makes some really tough catches over the middle of the field. Now, again, it's not a high-volume passing offense, so uh, I'm not sure. Uh, Touchdown Chiefs, by the way. Mahomes to Travis Kelsey to get them on the board for six. Now 17-6 to with 440 left in the second quarter. Uh, looking at the, uh, looking at NWI though, I, th- I think he does make good plays over the middle field, tough catches where he knows he's going to get smacked. Um, but yesterday a deep shot that they were able to connect on and a really nice adjustment by him to the football. But I think one of the, uh, I think one of the things that did surprise me was a play that I watched in the final sequence with Washington trying to get the touchdown from the two yard line and obviously coming up unsuccessful. The play on second down, 
where they drop Tier Tart and Jeffrey Simmons into coverage because they know that no timeouts left for Washington. There's not enough time left on the clock for them to run the football there. So you know that they're not going to try and run it at Jeff and Tier. So they drop Tier Tart and Jeff Simmons into coverage. Mike Vrabel was asked about this today, and I thought his explanation was, you know, interesting and certainly gave the Washington Commanders a look I don't think anybody was expecting. Looked like you dropped both Jeff and uh, Tier, and it caused a, a, a little confusion. What, what was uh, the basis of that and how unusual to drop the two biggest guys maybe in that situation? Oh, just trying to pack the paint. Trying to give them a different look and and not not being the same thing, uh, probably what you know not what they were anticipating. You come close to picking that. Well, they were close, you know, not as close as David, but they were close. Uh, lobbying for some time at corner now. <clears throat> no, he, he's leading the league, leading the team in PBUs though. He, he extended his lead and and pass breakups. I reminded everybody of that again. Misleadingly athletic for his size. Well, he's got good good power. Good burst, um, you know. He's continuing to to help us and impact the game and and play strong against the run and and try to get a push and you know had a you know got a big holding call uh, the other day. Um, so you know I think he's a very improved player for us. Probably one of our most improved players, and um, you know that's a testament, to obviously, Tierra and and the defensive staff. So Tier Tart, the nose tackle, is leading the team in, in passes defense so far this season. Second on the team, worth noting, is Jeff. Now, MB says, Buck, it's not that new. The Steelers have done that for decades when they're running a lot of the zone blitz. Not, not in that. I, I'm, I'm sure they have done it. It's not like they reinvented the wheel, MB. But still, like, it is a rare circumstance. You can't tell me that you weren't surprised to see a situation where the two no interior defensive linemen drop back into coverage, even understanding the game situation was what it was. No, the the zone exchange, we talk about zone exchange pressures with the Titans all the time, where they drop Autry or drop Weaver or drop Harold. You send David Long or Elijah Molden or Ugo Amadi as the uh, fourth, third or fourth man on a four-man pass rush while still only sending four and uh, seven back into coverage. It is it is something that the Titans do with a, a fair amount of frequency and something that a lot of you guys pull your hair out when you see Harold do it because uh, it's it's your best pass rusher. You know, I, I understand why there's, you know, that would be something that you don't necessarily like. But, I mean, I, 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 under, I, I understand what you're saying. I, it, is not, it is not a new thing that they've just come up with all of a sudden. But, like, it's still a pretty shocking play to see in real time. And it's a great it's a great decision by Shane Bowen and the uh, and the Titans defensive coaching staff to their credit. Derek R says I love seeing the thick boys in coverage. Two C's on that, three C's on that, four C's on that. If you want to give them two C's a piece. Uh, made by my day being a former defensive back myself. Yes, it was uh, it was quite the uh, it was quite the play. And yes, T.R. Tart almost did come up with a second interception at this point. So. I think that as you look at the uh, that was the first play that surprised me for how well uh, for how well it was executed. Leo Mendiola says uh, we do more with less talent than anyone. I mean Jeff Jeff and Tierra Tart are both talented players. 
Um, but I do think that I do think that there is a uh, I mean, out of necessity because of injury, they have no choice but to continue to find ways to win these games. The second play that surprised me, I'm going to tell you about here in just a second, right after I remind you that the place that you go for all of your fitness needs is TrueMathFitness.com, conveniently located downtown in the Gulch in Nashville. TrueMath Fitness will help you get going on your fitness goals, whether you're just looking to shed a little weight, whether you're trying to build muscle mass, whether you're working on your conditioning, as somebody who's trying to get back into shape for just, you know, general health and wellness situations, True Math Fitness has any number of ways to get you back on track or, frankly, to just get you started. They have boot camp style classes, about 40 minutes in length, group work that I really enjoy. I think you'll like it as well. If you're not necessarily into that, but you want more specific training tailored to your fitness, to your body, to your skill sets, you can do that with their personal training situation. If you just want an open gym concept with the ability to occasionally attend a a group class or personal training, they have that set up for you too. Any number of different membership levels at TrueMathFitness.com, your first workout is free as a Middle Tennessee resident. Uh, Jeremiah McNeese, thank you very much, by the way, says you're looking thin, Buck. Shout out to TrueMathFitness.com for helping uh, helping me get going. Um, Certainly, I needed it after uh, the... uh, the cookie situation in the press box that uh, you guys documented was well documented with me last night. Uh, too many cookies and certainly in need of <laughs> in need of the true math fitness workouts uh, that I have uh, that I've been taking. So looking at the uh, looking at the second play that surprised me. Going back through and watching that game, there's a sequence with Jeff Simmons that uh, there's a sequence with Jeff Simmons on the same drive, back-to-back plays. One, where he he runs down Terry McLaurin <laughs> after three or four, I believe, at, I know at least three, I can't remember if there was a fourth Titan, misses the tackles, four Titans miss the tackle on Terry McLaurin, who is one of the most difficult players to uh, bring down in the league. He played running back in high school and certainly translated that over to the wide receiver position when he went to Ohio State and now in the pros. Uh, So four Titans missed the tackle on Scary Terry. All of a sudden, there is Jeff, who is three times his size, running him down and slamming him down to make the tackle. Then a play where he has to chase Carson Wentz out to the sideline, does, does well to not rock him, but simply pushes him out of bounds and gets to the quarterback with a speed and efficiency from the opposite side of the, from the weak side of the play, from the back side of the play to make that play. My guy is unbelievably conditioned. We've talked about him trying to get his weight down. He's under 300. He's been playing under 300 this year. It shows he is fast. He is aggressive. He is violent and he is everywhere. Jeff Simmons, I mean, there's there's probably there's probably a handful of defenders in the league who can make that play. But how many of them are defensive tackles? Maybe two. It's honestly the list, Aaron Donald and Jeff Simmons. He is scary as shit if you are an offensive football player because it doesn't matter what position you play. If you're an offensive lineman, Jeff's going to give it to you. If you're a quarterback, head on a swivel. If you're a running back, God help you. Even if you're a wide receiver, because he will find you. (laughs) If the linebackers don't get you, 
If the secondary doesn't get you, here comes Big Jeff in a big way. That two-play sequence, back-to-back, it blew my mind. Watch it. Because I wasn't sure initially. I couldn't remember without going back and watching it through this morning. Um, I couldn't remember if it was on the same drive, and yet there it was on back-to-back plays where I'm looking at. We we asked Jeff about this last night. He's like, yeah, honestly, I was kind of loafing a little bit uh, because he said he he said that he like pulled up initially after he thought that Terry was down and then had to change, you know, change gears, pick his speed back up. So honestly, more impressive that he was slowing down and then had to speed back up to go chase Terry down. Woo. That is a, uh, the man is different and he is going to, he is going to be well compensated by the end of this season. We need a better nickname for big Jeff. I mean, what's a better nickname for big Jeff? What are you going to, what are you going to call him? He's the, the incredible Hulk. I, I don't, I don't know. Like big Jeff's pretty good. It doesn't, don't, don't, it's uh it's the, uh, it's the classic. I've heard Zach Bingham say this to me a million times. Uh, keep it simple, stupid. I, I don't think it has to be any more complicated than big Jeff. He is, uh, he is a, he is truly enjoyable to watch. Gino says, let's start the DJ more talk. Well, it's funny, Gino, that you bring that up because there you see it on the graphic right there in front of you, John Robinson on the phone time for a trade question mark. That's the question that I'm going to ask you. Thank you for making the transition easy for me, Gino. What position group should the Titans look to upgrade via trade, if any? Heading into the bye, trade deadline a couple of weeks away. We don't really see John Robinson make these in-season trades, but uh, it it would not be, I think, a terrible decision to consider some options uh, now that some parts around the NFL, particularly in Carolina, have shifted. So what position group, if any, should the Titans look to upgrade via trade? Let's talk about this together on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Right after I remind you that the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage is the place that you go for your dream address without the stress. Gary Ashton has you covered. You get the intel edge you need to succeed at GaryAshton.com. That intel helps you sell your home without any showings or staging helps you find your next home while still capitalizing on this red-hot Nashville real estate market, helps you win the buyer battle and cash in on your home equity right now. Gary Ashton doing it for the Nashville Predators as their official realtor. By the way, home opener for the Preds on Thursday night. Uh, We will not have a primetime show Thursday night, although we will have something for you uh, because I am going to to take a couple of days off for the bye week, as is the custom. Um, We will do uh, a show tomorrow. And then uh, Wednesday and Thursday, we will we'll be off. But the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators, who are now, uh, who have started their season 2-0, is Gary Ashton. GaryAshton.com for more information. So, looking at, the, uh, looking at the position groups for the Titans, where does it make the most sense to trade? So, I love one of my favorite shows. I think it's the best show in, in football TV you know, outside of game broadcasts, NFL Live. I think it's one of the best produced shows. I think the cast is very very well constructed and their chemistry um, is impeccable. I think it's one of the smartest football shows that we have on television. And so I always, I don't watch it live typically, but I always have my DVR set. So I I was watching uh, earlier this act because I came home from from radio and I I had to go to I had to go to sleep I was exhausted after <laughs> after waking up at uh at 4 a.m. Eastern so 3 a.m. Central time to catch my flight from Washington back to Nashville do the radio show 
talk about this game um, and uh, and needed needed a little time. So I woke up from my nap and I threw on NFL Live. And there was Dan Orlovsky talking about Matt Rule and the firing of the now former Carolina Panthers head coach. And the reporting from, I think, Jeremy Fowler, uh, one of the NFL insiders today, saying that teams had immediately started calling the Panthers about different parts and pieces because, you know, Matt Rule gets fired. Uh, Baker Mayfield's in a walking boot. P.J. Walker was the quarterback that had to finish the game for them yesterday in an embarrassing loss. And there's Dan Orlovsky talking about the Carolina Panthers and saying there's a couple of different teams that could benefit by trading for wide receiver D.J. Moore. It's a tricky spot, Laura, because this is not a bad football team. In fact, I would argue that they have a good defense. Uh, and I was a little bit surprised in some ways to see defensive coordinator Phil Snow go because I think he's done a really good job there. Agree. But they are also very, very, very needing of draft picks. And I mm. think that's why you might start to look at some of the players on this team, the veterans like your Christian McCaffrey's, your DJ Moore's. Um, you know, I've heard talk of Brian Burns. I don't really see that one because he's a kind of young player I think they'll want to keep and build around. And you look across the NFL and say, all right, we're not winning this year. We know that. Do you take calls for a Christian McCaffrey? There are teams across the league that could use him, but there are teams that need him but might not, might not have the draft picks like the Rams or the Broncos. So I think it has to be at the right price, but it is something that the Panthers should consider. I agree with Mina that the, some of those young or those veteran players are, are trade. I, I'll, I'll throw this out there because I took some notes for this. DJ Moore, if I was Green Bay, I'd call Carolina. Oh. If I was Dallas, I'd call Carolina. And if I was Tennessee, I would call Carolina because they just put Traylon Burks on, on IR. For yep. Christian McCaffrey, it's more of a luxury than a necessity. Like if, if you're Seattle, how good do you think you are? You know, do you, do, with Rashad, Rashad Penny, Penny, right? And yep. Kenneth Walker, their rookie, what, what do they believe in him? I will throw a little bit of a flyer out there. Denver. Does Denver believe that they can get it turned around because the loss of Javante Williams? And, you know, that I think those are the two teams that if I were – you know, if I believe in my team more than maybe the public perception does right now, yeah. maybe they call for McCaffrey. McCaffrey's under contract for two more. So that's the cast of NFL Live talking about, you know, potential teams that would benefit from the presence of, uh, of DJ Moore. I certainly agree. I don't think it would be my first priority. In fact, I think the first priority would be offensive line if you can find any help. Anywhere for the left side of that offensive line. Jesus, he needed Brian Tannehill needs somebody who can keep his blind side protected better than Dennis Daly and uh, Aaron Brewer, who were, I thought, summarily embarrassed yesterday. I, I Dennis Daly, you know, I I try not to be I try not to be too harsh, but it's not sustainable the way and listen, they're not a drop back passing team, so you know, there's there are some things about that that can be mitigated because of their rushing attack. But good God, I, I think they really, really need they really need offensive line help. Now, I'm not like if they ended up trading for DJ Moore, I I think they would. I think that would be a great pairing long term to go with Traylon Burks, to go with Kyle Phillips, uh, Robert Woods's contract. I mean, it would make you feel infinitely better about Robert Woods as a complimentary piece for a lot of different fun parts. Um, at this point, William Jones uh, says we should have kept Deontay Foreman. Why? What the hell is – what are you talking about Deontay Foreman? What is wrong with – you? you're rushing – I, I – well, let me, let me not be harsh. Make the case, William, because uh, of all the things – you probably have the best running back group 
in the NFL right now. Dontrell Hilliard and Derrick Henry are great together. You want another Derrick Henry to not play? What? I, I It defies logic to me, but maybe there's something that I'm missing that you, because I know people keep saying that, but I mean, not many. And I don't think, certainly, uh, certainly not. Um, I don't, I don't get it, but you know, maybe there's something that I'm missing that William Jones is on to, uh, but wide receiver offense in, in this order for me, it would be offensive line because the protection I think needs to be better. Um, I thought Dylan Raiden's, you know, I just, he's not good. I mean, he wasn't the worst yesterday, but he's not good. I don't think like putting him in for Brewer would fix things. I, I don't, I think there's, there's plenty of bad plays to go around on that offensive line. Without uh, without many good answers currently on the, without any good answers on the roster currently, now I think that uh, Josh Sabata says too much cap space with Moore or Anderson, I, buddy. I don't give a shit about cap space. I don't know why you do. It's not your money. What are you worried about? I, are you worried about the long term future of the Tennessee Titans? You should be more worried about winning with this current roster construction and wasting more of Derrick Henry's career than has already been wasted. Um, I think it's nonsense. Uh, the idea that now listen, here's the only reason, the only reason why a financial situation would come into play here, because I'm pretty sure DJ Moore's still on a rookie contract. Um, I don't know who the, Ander, I don't know who Anderson is that he mentioned. Um, but, uh, uh but uh, producer Reed, perhaps if you could look up, uh, DJ Moore's spot track situation and tell me what his, uh, what his salary cap circumstance or if he's still on his rookie deal, I believe him to be still on his rookie deal. But I think that uh, I think that you know the only the only reason why the financial situation would pop up is that the ownership may may not necessarily have the cash on hand to overextend themselves. Now that is essential. It's why the Rams can do it because they got Walmart money. It's why the uh, it's why a team like uh, it's like uh, you know the Rams I think can do this. The Broncos certainly can do this. Walmart has has now two teams in the family. Um, with uh, with the kind of generational wealth that they have, I think that uh, you know that would be the only explanation. But as far as I know, uh, DJ Moore, um, DJ Moore would not overextend them. The, the Titans aren't the Titans ownership isn't poor by NFL standards, but they're not cash flush. So that that would be a logical explanation if you were trading for you know a giant contract. But uh, to my knowledge, DJ Moore does not have a giant contract. Uh, Ooh, okay. So 25 just signed a new three-year deal. Okay. Thank you, producer Reed for bringing that up. Um, I think that, uh, I think that that is, uh, I, I did not realize that DJ Moore just signed a new contract. So yeah, 25 million. So is it an extension or is it a contract? Um, because his cap hit this year may be cheap and then it goes, uh, then it goes up next year. Um, to that $25 million cap hit, Jacob Ray. Can that be right? Woo! <laughs> Man, that's a tough scene. Uh, Josh says, cough, cough, excuse me, Buck. Well, um, but th- this year I'm not. <laughs> yeah, that, that, does, that, does, that does complicate things, yes. But I, I do think that there are still ways to financially make that work rock uh arazu arazu for forgive me i i'm sure i butchered your last name rock says henry career is wasted um okay pk uh well i mean derrick henry doesn't have a super bowl would you would you uh, listen derrick henry's career has been successful i believe i believe he's now tied um with uh i believe he's now tied. oh damn it i'm blanking on the on the name of the houston uh 
on the Houston Oilers running back. It's going to drive me crazy. Um, that he's now tied with four career touchdown uh, runs in franchise. Earl Campbell. Thank. Sorry, I, that's that's an egregious error by me. Tied with Earl Campbell. So I'm not saying that Derrick Henry's career has been a wash. I'm just saying that he doesn't have a Super Bowl. And don't you think that you should be capable of winning a Super Bowl with a with a generational player like Derrick Henry on the roster? I know plenty of team. I mean, Dan Marino is a career. Do you consider Dan Marino's career to be a success? By almost any standard, yes. There's passing records. There's, you know, he was playing uh, a different style. William Jones says, God damn, Buck Earl Campbell. All right, you know, relax. You want Deontay Foreman back on the roster. You're not allowed to get butt hurt with me now. All right, sit down. Uh, <laughs> needs uh, needs two more to get ahead of Eddie, um, says Bryce Erickson. And yes, that's so. So record setting wise, yes, I'm not. I'm not saying that. Uh, I'm not saying that Derrick Henry's career has been a wash. I'm just saying that you are wasting valuable years of Derrick Henry going on to try and get a Super Bowl with him in this current window because Derrick is continuing to do it at a high level. He will be 29 this year. Um, Derek can, I, Derek is different, uh, than a lot of players are. So perhaps it's more sustainable than a lot of people at the running back position, uh, might be. Um, so I would say to you, I would say to you that, uh, that it is not a waste of a career, but you are wasting years of his career trying to go back and trying not, not doing more to help around him is my contention. I do believe that they need to go. Uh, they, that they need to go about that. Uh, Producer Reed has starred a comment. Did you know who Dan Marino was before Ace Ventura Buck? Uh, yes, but only because of Nutrisystem commercials. Um, you know, <laughs> no free ads. <laughs> uh, Whiskey Malone says he's already a Hall of Fame player. Well, no, of course he's not a Hall of Fame player yet. But he's listen. He's all. He's well on track. I mean, he's what now? Through five weeks, I believe he's fifth on the uh, rushing leaderboard. Um, you know, if he goes on to have. I think if he goes on to have anything north of 1,700 yards this season, that's the kind of uh, and they, you know they continue to make the playoffs. He's obviously clearing franchise records. He's up there in NFL history uh, in certain categories. He's not already a Hall of Fame player, but he is certain he is most certainly building a Hall of Fame resume. Uh, I cannot dispute that. I would not dispute that, nor nor would anybody at this point. And by the way, he has been uh, he has been very. I think the complimentary uh usage of him and Hilliard in the passing game in the screen game has been a really really nice wrinkle at this point um I think that's uh I think that's the I think that is kind of something that is different a a new an added value to Derek um so you know I hope you understand what I'm trying to say I'm not saying that Derek Henry's career has been a wash I'm saying that I think that there are years of Derek that you would like not to waste and that by by bolstering the roster at this point, you can continue to uh, continue to go above and beyond in that aspect. All right, let's uh, let's move on and uh, let's talk about a comment made by Ron Rivera today that I thought was fairly interesting um, about his quarterback situation. The question that I want to ask you guys in the comments on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch—perhaps you haven't seen this—simply, did Ron Rivera do Carson Wentz dirty today, or do you think the commentary? on his quarterback situation was fair. We will talk about this together right after I remind you that Superbook Sports is where you go to take the fight to Vegas this football season. Superbook Sports is the best place to wager on all the action. 
you can get the best lines, the best odds boosts in the Superbook Sports app. No guys from across the pond setting lines for American sporting events. Just the best odds makers at the Superbook on the Strip. And you have the opportunity to try and beat them each and every time you open up the Superbook Sports app. For terms and conditions, visit Superbook.com. They'll match your first bet up to $1,000, whether it wins or loses. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So did Ron Rivera do Carson Wentz dirty today? That's the question that I want to ask you guys. Uh, it's interesting when you see these kind of comments being made. Now, the the, the commanders are 1-4, and four and they're struggling. Carson Wentz, you know, I, I honestly, I know it seems silly to say, but when you go back and watch that game, I felt that Carson Wentz played well. I really did. I know. I know he threw the the game losing interception, but damn, if he, I mean, he's he's dealing with a bad offensive line. He made a lot of spectacular throws. They beat the Titans in coverage several times. He was under duress, maybe not as much as Tannehill was, but certainly Jeff and Autry and uh, Weaver and uh, Tart were not making the life of Carson Wentz easy. I thought Wentz played well, and so when Ron Rivera was asked a question about why it, you know the Eagles, the Cowboys, even the Giants have done have turned it around quicker than the commanders have Ron Rivera's response. I thought was pretty interesting. Aaron, following up on John's question about the, the giants, you know, they're up to a faster start, the Eagles, the Cowboys, you know, they've kind of all been rebuilding too the last couple of years. And it seems like they're farther ahead. Why do you think the teams in the division are farther ahead at, at this point? Quarterback. Is that, I mean, with quarterback, like the Cowboys, for instance, they're, they don't have Dak Prescott this season and still have been able to well, they win. Started with, well, they, they started, started with, with him, Dak, but they've... And they built around Dak, and the offense is built around Dak. Um, they're backup to a guy that is very solid inside of it, inside of what they do. Um, and the truth is that, that this is a quarterback-driven league. And if you look at the teams that have been able to sustain success, they've been able to build it around a specific quarterback. You chose the quarterback here, though, so do you have any regrets about that, or how do you... No, I got no regrets about their quarterback. I think our quarterback has done some good things. There's been a couple of games that he struggled. Um, but you look at his numbers from yesterday, and you would say, okay, look at his numbers he's had throughout the year. There was a time he was, you know, um, very solid. And then, um, un- you know, we had the unfortunate Philadelphia game, and he struggled a little bit in the Dallas game. But the way he performed yesterday, it just shows you what he's capable of. And, you know, we chose him because we believe him. We chose him because we looked at – what we felt were, were, were things that pointed towards him. So, you know, the clip, I think, that a lot, because they're, they're showing it right now on the highlight reel um, of ESPN's halftime show, the David Long interception. And, I, I mean, I agree with Ron Rivera. Like, Carson Wentz is clearly capable. But I think Rivera was asked a question about, like, his time with the franchise so far, and they're, you know, they're cycling through Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke and, um, they tried with Fitzpatrick, like they haven't figured out a solution on the quarterback situation. So I, I struggle with it, right? Because I I want more coaches to be honest that way. And that's an honest answer from Ron Rivera. But everybody freaks out and says, oh, what a bad job by the coach throwing the player into the bus. Well, what if the coach is right? I uh I think I think that from from my standpoint, um, from my standpoint. It's hard for me to like bury Ron Rivera for an accurate assessment. And I really hate that Ron Rivera is going to be talked about 
in ways that make it seem like he was burying Carson Wentz when I thought that he, his explanation on the back end was, was solid. It, it wasn't just about Carson, right? It wasn't just about Carson. It was about their continued search for a solution at the quarterback situation, and, and they haven't found it yet, right? Sam Howell was inactive yesterday. Their rookie, uh, their rookie draft pick out of North Carolina. He he wasn't he was he was just a healthy scratch. So it's not like that solution looks any more tenable. They're probably going to have a high round draft pick again. The quarterback class looks better. Perhaps this is the opportunity that they have. And I, I Ron Rivera's a good coach. I mean, Ron Rivera has been in the league for a long time. He's had uh, he's had success. He's made the playoffs. Hell, they've made the playoffs with Taylor Heineke. Um, so I don't. Because Frank Wells says, why did he throw Wentz into the bus that way? I just, I think you guys, I think you guys aren't hearing it accurately. Ron Rivera is asked about why it's taking the commanders as a franchise longer to turn things around than the Cowboys, Eagles, or the Giants. And he says the quarterback. The quarterback currently is Carson Wentz. Ron Rivera's commentary was not specifically about Carson Wentz, but the fact that they continue to search for a quarterback circumstance. Um it's an honest answer to the question. So I, uh, I no, I don't think he did Carson Wentz dirty yesterday. I just think that, uh, I just think that, you know, he gave an honest answer and now it's probably going to be the last time that Ron Rivera gives an honest answer in that moment, because I do think that people are going to, uh, I think that people are going to blow it out of proportion. So, uh, Joel Parker says he knew this would be the reaction though. Gotta be smarter. Now, you know, I almost said, I almost said the F word again, uh, and dropped Right. That's that's two times this year. I'm trying to be better about that. Um, no, I. Why, why should he know that's going to be the answer? He gave a perfectly logical explanation. It's it. I. It's not that Ron Rivera has to be smarter. It's that the rest of us need to be smarter. It's an accurate assessment of what the Washington Commanders or football team or um, Washington racial slurs, whatever you want to call them. Uh, it's an accurate assessment of what their situation has been. So no, he doesn't have to be smarter. The rest of us have to be smarter in processing how we hear that clip and not just hearing uh, the quarterback um, and and running with that as the headline. I think that's lame. I really do. Uh, did you hear the how nervous the reporter was that asked him this question? So <laughs> I, I don't think he was nervous. I thought, I thought it, listen, it's a tough question to ask. Hey, the, the Giants, Cowboys, and Eagles, they've all figured it out. Why haven't you? Now, you wouldn't ask it that way, the way that I just said it, because that's not diplomatic. That's not polite. You're trying to be respectful of the man's time as you ask him a difficult question. Um, but I think that, uh, I think that, you know, it is also, and I, I say this as somebody who asks questions in press conferences, like it's, I think it's pretty easy to take shots at reporters who ask questions of uh, coaches and professional athletes when you've never had to do it yourself. And it's, it's a, I'm not saying that it's easy. I'm not saying that it's hard. I'm just saying that, uh, I'm just saying that, you know, I think it's easy. It's pretty easy to take shots at reporters or asking difficult questions. And that's a difficult question to ask. So credit, I frankly credit to the reporter, um, in that spot. I don't think he was nervous. I think he was just finding, I think, I frankly, I think he was looking for a way to articulate it politely and say, Hey, you guys suck. The rest of the teams that did suck in your division, they don't anymore. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you can't ask it that way, right? Okay, that's going to do it for us tonight on the Primetime Show. Get you back in time for second half of Monday Night Football. Um, reminder that we're doing one more show this week. 
because I am taking, uh, I will be off of radio Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. We'll be off of uh, primetime Wednesday and Thursday, though we will have something for you guys at 8 p.m. Um, I think that, uh, I think that, uh, I think that in a, a certain spot, uh, or I think that you guys will enjoy what we have for you. Um, and you'll enjoy the radio show tomorrow. We're going to have Trevor Sikkim of Pro Football Focus. We're going to have uh, Mike Felder of Stadium to talk about some of the college football games. Now I'm going to go drink my tea, take a couple of uh, cough drops, and call it a night. I hope you guys have a great rest of your evening, and we will talk to you tomorrow when the radio show starts at 10 on 104.5 The Zone. And if not, one more time this week for the primetime show. There's Matt All right, Prater. we haven't scored a point since I came in here. I am gone, guys. What? what that's but, it. But we got a couple more questions. No, nope, that's right. it. <laughs> Peace out by the GM. <laughs>